welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Hallelujah. Um, first of all, we have our annual convention, um, the Faith to Faith Convention. Amen. Already fixed for first to fourth of October. And as we normally do, um, it takes a lot of preparation to get that meeting to hold. So we're informing the church about the date and um, encouraging everyone to register. Um, registration is free, but it is required. So registration simply is just go to the website www.renaissanceassembly.org and you see the registration link you click on it you fill the details there and you are registered hallelujah registration helps us plan for how many people we are expecting so the website is up on the projector screen you go there click on it you see the registration link it takes you straight to a little form to fill and you are registered. How many of you have already received the confirmation text or something that you've been registered? Let me see your hand up. Okay. So, please register. And also, um, we normally announce that when we are preparing for convention, um, we prepare in many ways we have days that we set aside to pray we have a budget that we give towards and then we also have teams that we participate in um, for convention so please uh, start praying on your own soon we'll be announcing the days we're going to be praying together and then uh, prepare to sow your seeds for the convention um, this year I said the best way to describe it is that it will be grand. Hallelujah. And um, so please let that be in front of you. Also, I'd like to mention that um, this Thursday is our last Thursday um, for the month. So we are praying and fasting. Hallelujah. We're praying and fasting. It's good to put your hands together for that one now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because when I announced that we are eating, you clapped last week. Amen. So we are praying and fasting. Hallelujah. On Thursday. And um, um, I will encourage you to prepare yourself for that Thursday. A, a lot of times, um, believers don't take advantage of things like that. As we are entering into the month of September, that Thursday could be a good time for you to pray and think about the things you want to do in the coming months hallelujah all right so a time of prayer and fasting helps you um, organize yourself for the next things ahead so please take that 
um, notice about the prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Alright, so uh, maybe if I still have time at the end of the service, we might show you a video clip. If we don't have time, then we'll do it in the second service um, about convention. But this morning we have a business to deal with. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's get into what we have for today. Well, this is the fourth Sunday we have been dealing with the entrepreneurial mandate or the entrepreneurial mandate rather and um, there's some core things that we've been communicating in the last three weeks about this subject and I want to remind you that I, I said the purpose of this teaching on the entrepreneurial mandate is to stir within us the spirit of enterprise is to stir within us the spirit of enterprise is to provoke industry and the thought of it in our minds you know if you study the scripture you'll find that God never gave room for man to be idle and when we talk about being idle, we're not just talking about inactivity, we're talking about unproductivity. And it has come to our understanding that a lot of people might have been taught how to be busy, but they've not been taught how to be productive. Are you understanding me? So when we talk about the entrepreneur mandate, we're just scratching the surface and beginning to open the minds of God's people to the place of blessing, hallelujah, that God has ordained for them. In Genesis 1 verse 28, God spoke to man. He said, and God blessed them, hallelujah. When God blessed man, he said, be fruitful, hallelujah, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. It was a weight of responsibility that was placed on man. Now, but this beginning of the blessing where he said be fruitful some of us have not even embraced that blessing some of us have not even embraced that empowerment of being fruitful and just to remind you i said that when the scripture talks about being fruitful it's talking about being productive hallelujah that means your life should bear fruits remember jesus spoke in john 15 he said look Every branch in me that beareth fruit. That means that he expects us because he said he is divine and we are what? The branches. That means that we are the fruit bearing parts of the kingdom. Are you listening to me? We are the fruit bearing parts. A tree that you see, the fruit does not grow on the stem. It grows on the branches. Are you understanding me? We are the branches. Glory to God. So we are the fruit bearing part. So when God's word tells us that he has blessed you to bear fruit, he's saying that he has blessed you to fulfill your purpose. Hallelujah. Because you are the fruit bearing part of the kingdom of God. Now, so when we start talking about these things, I want your mind to be open. And I believe that God is enlarging our hearts because of the things He will do in the coming days. Hallelujah. And you have a part to play in the things that the Spirit of God wants to do in the coming days. Amen. So we began to examine a few scriptures dealing with this issue. And I explained to you that the core assignments of the believer on earth 
is entrepreneurial in nature. When you look at it and examine it, and we use the scripture in Luke chapter 19, I believe from verse 11 or thereabout, and we began to talk about this. I'd like to just go back to that scripture. My focus will be 13, but let's just read 11. And as they heard these things, they added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should appear. Now, how do you know what he's about to talk about? He has mentioned it. He was, because he was addressing an idea they had about what? The kingdom of God. Now, you expect that when he's talking about the kingdom of God, he'll begin to talk about uh, angels and he'll begin to talk about spirits and all that. But watch what he was talking about. Remember, he's addressing their thoughts about what? The kingdom of God. Verse 12. He now said, He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Now, obviously, he was talking about this refers to Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 13. He said, And he called his ten servants. Men that said the nobleman, men that are servants of Christ, he called them and delivered them what? Ten pounds. The idea there was that there are ten men that have ten pounds, um, meaning that each one had a portion. Hallelujah. And then he said unto them, Occupy till I come. Now, uh, time will not permit me to read the rest of the story down to verse 27. But you find that he went and he came. And when he came, he was asking for what they had done with what he gave them. Hallelujah. In the same way, Jesus is going to ask us what we have done with what he gave to us. Amen. Am I communicating? So, in this scripture here, we see where capital was given. Hallelujah. We see where these people were enabled with capital. And then we saw how everybody did not do the same thing with the capital that they had. Glory to God. And then he said, occupy till I come. And we focus on that statement, occupy till I come. And I read it to you from several translations. I just like to echo them again because I want it to ring in your spirit over and over again. In the Amplified Version, he used the, the, the phrase occupy till I come, says, buy and sell with this while I go and then return. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said occupy, he was not talking about anything. He was saying that you will have dominion based on trade. Hallelujah. That means that you will, you will have a dominant position in the market based on your exchange or your transaction. In essence, he was saying transact. On earth until I show up. Hallelujah. So, another translation puts it this way. It talks about the man of that transition over there. Um, let me read the complete Jew- Jewish Bible. It says, Do business with this while I am away. So, he was talking about business. Hallelujah. He was talking about business. He was talking about business. He was talking about business. Another translation says, It says, Invest. Hallelujah. Invest. So he was dealing with human transactions that we engage in and telling us that those human transactions have a spiritual purpose. Am I communicating? See, most of the time the challenge believers have is that they are not able to connect how their daily routine is parallel at the same time to the workings of the Spirit. They are not able to connect that. You know, if I want to bless you, alright, 
Bless me is a spiritual thing. But I have to use my physical hands. Are you understanding me? To touch you. Are you listening to me? So when believers understand that the relationship between the natural and the spiritual is not far. Hallelujah. It's not far. So how we establish the kingdom of God on earth is through physical activities of business. Are you understanding me? We have to understand that. Why? Because in our transactions we meet people. In our transactions we communicate our spirits. Are you listening to me? In our transactions we communicate our spirit. If you are watching a Nollywood movie for example, every movie you watch is somebody's idea. Are you understanding me? That means that somebody sat down and gave birth to something. And so any day you sit down and watch someone's movie, his idea and his personality has rubbed up on you, whether you like it or not. Are you understanding me? In one way or the other, he communicates his belief to you, his core values to you. So he, he has influenced you. Every movie you have watched has influenced you. That means that the idea of the director or the idea of the of the scriptwriter has influenced you. Are you understanding me? When you in Christ understand that what God has given you to influence your world are the ideas He has brought to your spirit. Entrepreneurship has started. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Entrepreneurship has started. So you begin to see entrepreneurship beyond commercial transactions. You begin to see that this is the way that eternal purpose is being exhibited and released and fulfilled. Are you understanding me? You are no more seeing it as, okay, give, I give you my product, you give me money. No. You are now seeing that in that exchange, there is an intercourse taking place in the business circles. Are you understanding me? Where something is rubbing off and something is rubbing off. Are you understanding me? But the, the one producing the idea has the greater influence. And that's why he said, look, the mandate in the Great Commission, he said, if you go into the world and teach them, make disciples, that means that you lead and let them follow. Hallelujah. You lead and let them follow. It means that the church can get into business and decide a new way of doing something that everybody has been doing in a particular way. Amen? Okay, watch. You know, our children watch television. We all grew up watching television. For every program on any station, there is supposed to be... Uh, what do you call that now? A classification, age classification for movies. There's some of the grade PG. That means parental guidance. There's some that will say 13. Then some they say R18, rated 18. Now, you find that the question to ask is who is rating those movies? Are you understanding me? If it is not a pastor <laughs> or a minister of the gospel, a believer that is rating the movies, then it means that he is influencing everybody to believe that certain actions are normal. Are you understanding me? Certain acts on television are normal because he believes that people should accept it as normal. So he says, this one is a children at 13 should be able to watch it. And they are removing someone's intestine in the movie. And he says, well, as long as while they were doing it, they were laughing. It's not so dangerous. Are you understanding me? So, that is his idea. He's, a, he's an evil man. You understand that? A man that does not know God. Without God and without hope in this world. But he has communicated his idea to you. And you begin to accept that 
is comedy. Are you understanding me? Even if they were harvesting someone's intestine. But as long as they were laughing, you understand that? It looks funny. You understand that? Look at what happened when they brought us his intestine. Look at what we saw inside. And then we are laughing with him. But he knows what he's communicating. What he's communicating is not just entertainment. He's communicating what he believes, his conviction. And someone has bought his conviction. Are you understanding me? So, when we in business begin to understand that business is not just about the commercial, the commercial transaction is the surface transaction. The deeper transaction that is taking place is the exchange of spirits. Amen. Hello? There's a statement somebody made, and then a particular hotel used it as their catchphrase. And you find that. Let me not even make the statement, it's too edifying. Alright, but you find that at the end of the day, people are not just selling products and services. They are selling ideas. They are selling belief systems. They are selling values. They are selling convictions. Amen. We have watched American movies till we have believed that it is the most powerful nation in the world. Are you as anime? You hardly see a movie. You see, oh, they kidnapped an American or something, and then you see that they'll come for him and scatter the whole country and pick one man. He say, America is too much. It's their belief. Are you as anime? That they're selling. So it's not just movie you bought, you bought what they believe. So let's come back to the entrepreneur mandate. That means that God has given every believer when I say mandate I'm talking also about an assignment an entrepreneurial assignment to sell kingdom ideas amen to the world so he said do business until I come permit me to bring a few scriptures in the New Testament that I mentioned last time and um, just for the benefit of some of you, um, so you can all follow. Let's look at first Ephesians 4 28, then I'll look at first Thessalonians 4. I just want to show you something. Ephesians 4 28. Now, in Ephesians 4, the scripture was talking to people that just got born again. Are you understanding me? You know, you can be born again and come to church and not see. Um, there's something the late Archbishop used to say. He said that. Some people are kingdom minded, or not just kingdom, heavenly minded and earthly useless. What he meant was that they don't understand that salvation, even if it is from heaven, it is first for the purpose of establishing God on earth. Hallelujah. There's an earthly phase of our salvation assignment. Are you understanding me? There's an earthly phase of our salvation assignment. So here, a lot of people have got, gotten born again and joined the Ephesian church. And Paul was writing to them. And he said, let him that stole steal no more. That means some of them were born again, but they were still engaging in, in sharp practices. Are you understanding me? He said, no, 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 no. You know why? Because some of them, that's the only way they know to get ahead in life. Are you understanding me? You understand that? You know, there's some people that the only way they know how to get ahead in life is uh, they have to sell... Um, 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 drugs, or they have to sell um, what do you call that? Um, Indian ham. You understand that? They have to sell something that would damage somebody's life, and that's the only way they know how to get ahead in life. So, 
Paul begins to correct this perspective. He then says, let him that stole steal no more. He said, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good. Amen. The thing which is good. That means there are certain things that might not be good. Hallelujah. What makes somebody, you know, if somebody gets born again, and before you got born again, there was something you used to do, whether you're a sister or a brother, there's something you used to do to get money. Then somebody said, if I'm born again, then God should provide for me so that I will not do that thing I'm doing. It's not, that's not the idea. The idea is that, now that I'm born again, I have to believe. I have to accept that I don't have to do that to prosper. Are you understanding me? Until that change takes place. You know what will be happening to you? You say, I, I know I'm born again, but once in a while I used to say go back there and do that thing to get the money. And you'll be born again for a long time and you find that you are still there. And that's not true prosperity. True prosperity is, the, is this. is that God has become your source. Hallelujah. And He is your source enough that you don't need another source. So it starts with the mindset, you know, if a brother does not believe that if he doesn't go and meet so-so person and beg for money, he will never have money. That's how it will be. It will always be that way. So the first thing he has to deal with is his belief system. I can prosper without that. Hallelujah. If he does not believe that, the creative portal in his soul will never open to find a new way. Are you understanding me? It will never open to find a new way. You didn't hear what I said though. I was talking to, and sometimes I talk to people that are in relationships. Let me just use that to explain what I want to say. If the reason why it is wrong, or it's not helpful, let me use the better term, for a sister to believe that a brother will marry her, Huh? When the brother is not planning to marry her, is that it blocks her from seeing the real person that wants to marry her. And as long as she is hopeful in that direction, even when others are around, she won't see. Are you understanding me? So, if somebody believes that the only way he will get money, or the only way she will get money, is by doing this, you know what will happen? Even when God is bringing opportunities around her, she will not see it. Am I communicating? So he said, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor work with his hand, that which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. So I have to believe that, okay, I have a personal, a testimony of a particular fellow, you know, years ago, that got born again in one of the known churches. And then, um, but his salvation was a very popular one, everybody got to hear about it. He used to run a nightclub. And it was a, a nightclub that seemed to be popular. And then he got saved. Now, no, he didn't get saved and then the church, the pastor said, oh, you can't close the nightclub. He knew, if he's born again, you will know what is right and what is not right. And he was like, you know, somebody tell you. He knew that, no, 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 no. I cannot be running this. So he shut down the nightclub. And shutting down the nightclub means that he didn't have any other source of income. If, if, if you have an idea of how nightclubs run, it's not just 
the party that goes on that happens there, they sell liquor, and you understand what I mean? They have a lot of side issues, you understand that, that generates income. And there's no aspect of the nightclub that he could run. Because it's not like there's a take a take department in the nightclub, you understand? It's not like there's a choir in the nightclub. Are you understand me? There's no department of it that he could you know say, okay, this one is not so bad, let me do this one and leave this one. No. He had to shut down everything. And then he focused his attention on growing in the things of the spirit. And that's where a lot of believers make mistakes. So who get born again. It's not focusing on growing. The focus on God, what, what does God have for me? What does God have for me? And when you are like that, <laughs> you understand that? The Bible says that <laughs> you'll be hurt. <laughs> are you understanding me? It's not focusing on growing. If you grow, things will change. So he focused on growing. He focused on growing. And he was growing. In that church, everybody knows him. Because he has only one suit. Is a purple suit. And you know the color is purple. Purple is a very outstanding color. You understand that? Everybody knows the suits. You understand that? Purple suit. He wears it every Sunday. That's you, wear, you are sure that you wear it next Sunday. You are sure you wear it next Sunday. You are sure that you wear it next Sunday. You are sure you wear it next Sunday. You understand that? He dresses well, but it's just a purple suit he has. He could change the tie sometimes, but he would just, is that same purple suit. So they call him the brother with the purple suit. So, but at that time, some people that are close to him said that in his Bible, he had the picture of a particular car and he had in his Bible, he said he was believing God that when he will change level, this the car is going to buy. And they would just laugh. But he kept on, he kept on, he kept on. I heard the testimony of a fellow when he got born again. And I heard the bold declarations he was making. In a matter of time, I saw his status change. Hallelujah. I saw his status change. Today he's somewhere doing some massive thing and I could tell that he grew. Praise God. Now that's a typical example of someone that first had to believe that he didn't have to do that, continue that business. Rather than say, uh, if God prospers me, I will stop this one. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Are you understanding me? No. I know he will prosper me. That's why I have shot it. Are you understanding me? I hear of believers, uh, somebody um, <laughs> uh, somewhere, you know, um, husband and wife, they into some kind of business. So a, a, a leader went there to, and I saw in the shop, you know, I, I, I was somewhere one day and I saw these people are very serious, supposed to be serious. I saw sometimes they're even critical of people. You understand that? And I was correcting that. You know, they say, uh, uh, that, 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 that woman is not serious with the Lord. We are serious with the Lord. But now in their shop, I was seeing dry jeans. Oh, you know, as a matter of fact, a particular rack in the shop has strong liquor. They don't drink it, of course, but they sell. So now, listen, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to put anybody under condemnation, but let me say what the problem is. I said, it is not because you feel that God is not going to be angry with you for selling the liquor that you are selling it. Actually, the problem is that you don't believe that without selling this thing, your business will work. That means your faith 
is not in God. Is <laughs> in this thing. <laughs> so I said, I said, must you sell that thing? No, think about it. Must you sell it? You know, this area, these are the things that move. I said, hold on. Arm robbery moves in a particular area. Why are you not doing arm robbery? Kidnapping moves in some area. Why are you not doing kidnapping? Yeah, because it's the same, it's the same thing. You understand that? If it moves, that's why you are doing it. So we must lift our dependency from things and put it solely on God. Are you understanding me? It's not true that if you don't sell that thing, your business will not work. It's not true. It's that's what you believe. Amen. It's because you believe that. You know there are some ladies that but they say it, but they believe that if they don't have a male friend, they can never make it. It's because of what you believe. I know when you believe something, you somehow feel that that's how every other person is. Are you understanding me? There are pastors that believe that if they don't write appeal letters and beg people for money, they can't do ministry. Are you understanding me? And then there are some of them we've met. And then, they, you know, when they first associate with us, they think that we're doing those things, but we're not telling them. Are you understanding me? Because they believe that that's how it is done. You know? I've shared a story about a particular minister, someone will come. So one day I asked him, I said, Have you ever thought of, you always come to ask me for money. Have you ever thought of, who do I ask for money? Me, who do I ask for money? Because that means you believe that there's somebody that I'm asking for money. I said, Have you ever thought of it? He said, No. I said, No, think about it. The one I'm giving to you, who am I collecting it from? I said, let me teach you how to use the word of God and have your needs met. Hallelujah. When you learn it, you won't have to come to me. And then one time I said, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning it. Then he now changed tactics. He will now come and say, you know, I prayed about five, maybe, let's suppose, it's 5,000, right? I've lived, I prayed about 5,000. I just said, let me tell you, I've prayed. Why are you telling me you've prayed? I'm believing God for 5,000. You don't need to tell me. You don't need to tell me. Because it's just another way of still begging me for the money. Are you understanding me? So he said, so if I don't, then how will the money come? I said, that's the issue. You know, you know that you don't really believe in the spirit realm. Amen. <laughs> We settled service, today's service, yesterday. So it's not what is happening here that I'm looking at. I've already seen what has happened. Are you understanding me? So I believe in that. Hallelujah. When the budget for um, our convention came out, we had a pastor's meeting. You know. And then I presented budget. I said, look at the budget for so, so, so. Then, it's alright, let's collect the money now. Are you understanding me? Then all of us lift our voice. So we've taken the money already. That's why we will give. Amen. <laughs> it's because we've taken it in the spirit. Are you understanding me? So that thing we did is more important than announcing, yeah, we need uh, 100,000, we need 1 million, we need 3 million. That one, the one we did in prayer is more important than this. Is. Are you understanding me? The reason why this other one will work is because of what we've done. Praise God. Alright, but let me come back to. So Paul was writing to them, let him that stole, steal no more. That means there were some that were still engaging in those sharp practices. He said, look, don't do it anymore. Why? Switch to the mode of the kingdom. Praise God. 
switch to the mode of the kingdom. First Thessalonians 4. Today I really want to get into some deep stuff, you know. And I'm um, just looking at how time is flying. Amen. First Thessalonians 4, 11. 11 and 12. Now, he says something here. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business. He says you should study it. Amen. <laughs> and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Give me verse 12. That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. Hallelujah. So it says study. You know what you mean by study to be quiet? Give me an amplified version. Go back to 11. Let me just show you something. Amplified version. Go back to 11. To, to make it your ambition and definitely endeavor to live quietly and peacefully. To mind your own affairs. I love that language. Say to mind your own what? Affairs. Give it to me NLT. I want to bring out something about study to be quiet. Make it your goal to live a quiet life. Minding your own business. Message. Stay calm. Mind your business. Do your own job. There's this joke about face your walk. Face your walk. Hallelujah. But let me explain what it means to study to be quiet. You know that a lot of times people, I, I made the same when we started, I said that activity is not equal to productivity. Are you understanding me? You know that some people are, anytime you meet them, they are busy. Anytime you meet them, they are busy. But I found out something. Even a madman is busy. I'm not saying madman is packing the dustbin from the left and putting it in the right. Then he starts from the right again and transfers back to the left. Then he's sweating. Nobody sends him anything. If you say, um, 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 if maybe you want to find out something from him. Please, so, please, do you see any soldier? He said, can't you say I'm busy? He's busy, truly. So, let me ask you a question. Are you busy or you are productive? Amen. You know, there's a difference between motion and movement. Yeah? You know, if you are doing exercise on a treadmill, you are in one spot. <laughs> There's motion, no, but you are not moving. When you finish, you are still in your bedroom. Are you understanding me? <laughs> so, don't be engaged in motion that is not producing movements. I've told the story about a young man that collects number plates that's when you say collect people's uh, he, he knows the number um, you know you just see a car pass just say ah that is brother uh, Alison's car that's Alison's car 245 it's Alison's car 245 it's Alison's car if it was 3-4-5 it would have been Bright's car it was 3 it would have been Bright's car 2-1-1 share this one share this one it's 2 he knows everybody's number plates so I don't have a problem with those things the only thing that bothered me was one day and I sat down and I said to him, I said, the effort you put in to remember numbers, if you have a photographic memory, it will be of great benefit to you if you can remember scriptures like that. 419, Philippians 419, that's the supply one, supply, yeah, supply needs according to you. <laughs> it will help you better. 
So let's assume he has a photographic memory, but he's not using it in a way that moves his life forward. That means that he's busy with other affairs and is not studying to be quiet and mind his own business. You know there are some people that are always trying to find out about other people. You know you are people like that. Except you are a journalist. That you make money from it. You understand that? That's where you find out about other people, you sell the news. If not, what are you using it for? Or maybe you are studying people's biography. Good. To enhance your life. Fine. But for example, you say, hey, so what's happening now? Hey, sister, so, so, and so. Okay, okay. She was dating brother this. Now she's not dating brother this. Let me write it in my diary. What use is that information to you? If you open your diary and be flipping through the diary, all the things you've gathered have no use to you. Amen. There's a fellow I have told the story before I met. I was my wife and kids, you know. And then I have not seen him for a long time. Um, I used to know him years ago, he was a character, you know. So when I met ah, he greeted oh, my God, he said that we greeted, you know. Then he said to me, I thought him what I said, so he now said, uh, I mentioned some, something, he now said, um, whether you know the person? I said, I'm not closely. He said, you want the phone number? I, I have it. Then I said, no, I don't, I don't need the phone number. Then he now said, if you call any name, I have the phone number. If you call any name, I have the phone number. So I asked, what are you using all their phone numbers to do? Because at the end of the day, even as we are there, he's trying to hustle us. Are you understanding me? So what are you using all these phone numbers to do now? You want to collect my own phone number and add it to the phone numbers that you have? Are we together? So, there is a mandate on us to be productive. Amen. To bear fruit. To bear fruit. And not just to be busy, but to be productive. In Isaiah 48, Isaiah 48 verse 17, I was trying to avoid getting to that scripture because of time, but let's just read it. King James, please. It now says there, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God. Let's read it together. Which word? Teacheth thee to profit. Amen. Which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. That means that God didn't just give you capital, He teaches you on how to use it. Amen. Which teacheth thee to profit. Glory to God. I've talked about the fact that we have to understand and embrace the entrepreneur mandate. That we have that mandate. We have that mandate. You and I have that mandate upon us. And I will end on this note. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, understand that you are selling. Amen. I hear that in You are selling. This whole world is a market. Are you understanding me? It's a market. We are buying and selling all the time. Praise God. We are buying and what? Selling all the time. When you go and work for your company, you are selling your skill. When they pay you, they are buying your skill. Amen? Are you understanding me? So we are buying and selling. 
So the issue is that a lot of Christians sometimes live in the world, but they are not in the market. Are you understanding me? And if you are not in the market, the transactions that are going on in the market, the core transactions that are going on in the market, you are not part of it. Do you know that in a small market sometimes, you know just a market, if you barricade the markets, maybe at a particular hour, barricade the markets, and gather all funds within the market, money that people came with to buy something, money that people have, eh? Uh, I've received from those that bought you'll be amazed how much money is in that small space are you listening to me some of these markets you go to hundreds of millions some even billions are within that place so every time you walk into that space you are in the midst of money are you understanding me that's what people don't understand and so for you as a believer to benefit, you must be in the market. Are you understanding me? That means that you must join the track where transactions are taking place. Let me stand up now and say, huh. no, don't look at it that I'm pastor. I'm just a brother. I say, brother, find me something. I've not seen this month. He looks like a good guy. So you might just say, I have hundred naira. Take. I said, brother, five me something. He gave me hundred. <laughs> hundred will not take me far. What can you add? I just say, relax next time. You understand that? <laughs> this other guy might say, I think I've asked him now. <laughs> so out of these three, I got hundred naira. I come back in five minutes' time. This one gave me hundred. This one didn't give me anything. This one didn't give me anything. I come back in five minutes' time. I said, brother, I saw your car outside. Your, I saw a stain on your windscreen. I have this thing. If I clean it, it will go. He said, hey, ah, that stain. I went to keep to the car people. They couldn't remove it. I can remove it. He said, I'll remove it. Let me see them. He said, I'll get 1,000. He said, no, I won't pay 1,000. Go to 500. He said, no, 750. We we'll look at the stain. He said, if it does not go, I will not pay. He said, no, it will go. He touches something. The thing goes. So the man that gave him 100 naira, now he's bringing us 750. Because you have something that he needs. Are you understanding? Then you now say, ah, man, your suit is fine. Your suit is fine. There is one brooch I'll just give to you. You just add here. He shows you a picture. See how this guy is looking. You look like he's there. How much? He says three five. So I don't have three five. Yeah, it's just two thousand I have. The person that didn't give you any money, he will bring out two thousand. You give him. You will still collect money from all of them more than if you begged them. That's why the one that is always begging is living on the level of crumbs, crumbs from the master's table. Are you understanding me? Those people you are begging, when you bring what they need, they will give you ten times more than what you begged out of them. Are you listening to me? You know that people that always meet politicians say, ah, your, your voice are low, low, your voice are low, low. They'll give you five thousand. They give you ten thousand. They give you twenty thousand. You think that's money? That's not money. I was in an office of a commissioner years ago. 
10, 15 years, 10 years back, 2004, 2005. As an officer commissioner, that was during the Odilis time, 2004, 5. So we went to offer a service. And um, while I was there, a man was also about to see the commissioner. He came in. I'm not telling you stories, though. He came in with, um, you know, those beads, they wear uh, traditional um, Otibo, those listings they wear. I'm telling you, this is 2004 or 2005. He came with them in the commissioner's office there. He sat down. Oh, that I've been coming, you know, a relative, one person coming. He said, ah, maybe give you 5,000, give 10,000. The man now came in, greeted the commissioner, brought open his box, bring out the things. Ah, sir, you have come again. Um, okay. Uh, which ones do you have here? He showed him this one, showed him that one, showed him that one. I said, okay. Ha. Uh, let me just pick two. One is 350,000. He said, let me just pick two. The guy said, okay, you can take this third one. When you have the money, you pay. That means it's one million he wants to deal. The one transaction. Are you understanding me? Many people have come in and gone out of that. Nobody has pulled out one million for that man. <laughs> one person came with what he needs. So the entrepreneur mandate upon you makes you have visions to see what people need. Are you understanding me? That's why in the business world they will tell you find a need and meet it. Are you understanding me? Find a need. Find a need. Let's not even go far. <laughs> Don't talk with human beings though. Have you not seen? I've seen that one, even in church. People say, oh, praise the Lord, we want everybody to um, give for something. But I'm say, okay, we want to change this um, table or something. So, give as much as you can for us to change the table. Maybe it is a thousand naira. And everybody will give. And so say, ah, the only thing I can give is... Uh, Hundred naira. After all the givings, so I don't have money again. No. Outside there, sell coke and cake. Somebody will buy for four people, but he did not give for this. I think that's what I'm saying. That means that what actually attracts real value is when needs are met. Are you understanding me? If you go with a with just a request. You don't get real value. Are you understanding me? But when you go with a need that someone has, you get something. Hallelujah. Have you seen anybody that begged his way to billions? <laughs> yes, sir, have you seen? <laughs> yes, sir, no. So even if you decide that you want to break begging record, you know, some people that are skilled in begging. They're begging, they're begging, they've calculated. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have the privilege of having uncles and aunties growing up. You know, I have friends that have uncles all over the place. I used to wish I had uncles like that. You understand that? That they have uncles that this money is coming from here, this one is coming from here. They have asked five of them at the same time. Maybe four we give or three we give at a time. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, but you rise higher than that. Amen. You rise higher than that. 
and start learning. You know, maybe next um, Sunday I'm going to be talking about capital. I'm really going to focus a little on capital. If I enter today, we won't be able to finish. So I'm going to talk about that. But I want to just bring you to a place where because we'll deal with the factors of production, land, labor, you know, enterprise, and all that. So we'll try and end it on that note. Then maybe next month we'll continue something. But I want you to know that you are to occupy. Hallelujah. Enter or join the market. That's the point I'm making. If you didn't get anything in this, I'm saying don't be outside the market. Amen. Join the market. Look for the most convenient way and the nearest doorway for you to join the markets. Praise God. Are we together? To join the markets. I heard they told somebody um, that didn't have anything to do. He said, well, why don't you sell um, um, snacks in church? You know, in church. It's good. They're not like, you know, why don't you sell snacks after service? He said, ah, people will laugh at me. The people that are laughing at you um, now that you're not selling, and more than the people that will laugh at you, laugh at you. There's no job that anybody's doing in this world that some fool somewhere cannot laugh at him. I met a former minister of aviation in this country, and so he's an elderly man, you know, advanced elderly man. So I greeted him, you know, so he was showing me his pictures. This was when I was working with Abu Salam, this was when I was working with this, he was showing me his pictures. So I didn't quite know him before that time. So I was like, wow, okay. I didn't know that you were that you were a minister. I knew you were someone, but I didn't know he was a minister. So he was showing me pictures. No, because I asked him, I said, What do you do? You know what he said to me? He said, I'm just a common driver. He says I drive in the air. Are you understand him? That means that somebody can abuse him and say, it's not driver work, it's just that he's playing, he's driving. <laughs> so there's no job anybody's doing that somebody cannot laugh at. Amen. No job. But you know what? They talk about dignity in labor. That means the person has to have respect for what he's doing, even if no other person has respect for it. Are you understanding me? When people start doing stand-up comedy, someone say, what does your father do? He says he's a comedian. You mean he's a clown? <laughs> because as you say, he's a clown. There's a clown. People that laughed have laughed too. But that clown makes you that is not a clown look like a clown. You that will come and sit down, pay money. <laughs> Are you understanding me? <laughs> Leave your work. <laughs> yes, I'll be laughing, I'll be laughing, I'll be laughing. As you are laughing, they are collecting. So who is the clown? Am I communicating? So say, they will laugh at me. That's not the issue. Let's try to feed this morning. Lift your hand toward heaven and just thank him for the opportunity to hear his word and the opportunity to step into these things. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. We thank God for that entrepreneurial mandate, entrepreneurial mandate, sorry, that he has given to us. We know that this is just the beginning of great thank things ahead. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around the world.